Welcome everybody to the Outside Edge. Remember us? Oh my God, it's crazy! Oh no, that's wrong. Yeah, that's a lot that, of That's a fast forward of all the things we haven't done in the last <laughs> few months. Still there. <laughs> Hi everybody. I'm sorry I was gone for so long, but I am your host, and I am back, and we are live, and it is Dave Briscoe. Join. You're, su- you're, you're supposed to introduce me now. Remember how this works? I'm trying to remember. I know, how. right? Yeah, yeah you're like go. totally going on. Hey, everybody. Guess who's with me today? <laughs> hey, who, who could it be? It's my producer, Mikey Lee. <laughs> Hello, everyone. We're back. We are back. Listen, I got. I apologize straight up, but uh, I think everybody that follows the podcast remembers that uh, back in June, uh, we were getting a little bit nervous. We were getting a little bit nervous. The COVID thing was strong. It was hard to make money. It was hard to work. Oh, dude. It was, it was brutal. And I, I had an offer on the table, if you guys remember, uh, from this family in Oklahoma that wanted me to come coach some wakeboarding. And I went through all their hoops and... and uh, hurdles was it oklahoma or oregon oh actually it wasn't oklahoma yeah it, it, was, it was oregon uh, it wasn't, wasn't oregon it? either it was, Where was uh, it? it was idaho idaho it was coeur d'alene that's it was lake coeur d'alene lake coeur d'alene or, in idaho yeah it's, never heard it's of it. way up way up north or iowa is that no it's not iowa oh, I, idaho. I thought it's it was idaho. oregon i it's swear idaho. to god it was in idaho yeah positive. are you sure yeah Bunch of potato eaters out there, from what I know. Like, yeah. Well, Coeur d'Alene is way up by the Canadian border, and it's yeah. mountains. It's beautiful. It's big, big money. So anyway, this family wanted me to come out and coach them and uh, coach the kid. It was only one kid, and I, I threw an offer together, and they accepted it. But at the end of the day, um, they canceled last minute because of the COVID deal. Oh, did they do that? Was it that, or did they look at your social media and go, this guy, no, <laughs> hell, hell no. <laughs> No way I'm letting this guy. Luckily, it didn't, get that, it didn't get that yeah. close. No? Okay, good. <laughs> so we didn't have to go down that path. So it was the COVID. <laughs> That's good. Okay. All right, we'll go with we'll the go COVID. We'll go with the COVID, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in the meantime, I get this phone call from a buddy of mine that I've known since 1994. His name is Rob Reed. Yeah. And Rob started a school in the Hamptons in New York in Long Island. Ooh, so ritzy. 20 years ago. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And it's it's a it's a big deal. So he does his summer camp. It's called Global Boarding. Uh-huh. He does summer camp during the day from eight in the morning till noon and then they break and they go from one to five or one to three um and if they're not in the wakeboard or wait, uh, water ski school then they're kayaking or they're paddle boarding or they're surfing oh cool so the, it's a summer camp and he provides all of the i imagine all of the stuff like wakeboards everything. and the canoes and the kayaks and blah 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 absolutely everything yeah he's he's uh he's had to invest quite a bit to have all the product for these people to go play oh i'm sure but he charges for it. You know, it's the Hamptons. Yeah. And it's top dollar area. Um, so because, yeah, I understand the people that live in the Hamptons make just a little bit of money. Oh, it's ridiculous. Oh, I can it, only dude. imagine. So when is I it, is it beautiful, though, like, is it just like a, a, a is it this pristine lake with giant mansions on the side? Well, it's not lake. It? It's it's ocean. Oh, it's ocean. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? It's straight oh, up okay. ocean. So what did it, if you look at a map of, of Long Island? You know, you mm-hmm. got you got Manhattan is in the very left end, the very west end of, of Long Island. And in the far east end, the Long Island splits and you got a North Fork and a South Fork. Well, right in between the North and the South Fork, there's this island called Shelter Island. And right off of Shelter oh, okay. Island is, uh, so yeah, so Mike's looking at the map yeah, right now. Yeah, looking at the map right now, yeah. Yeah, so if you look up Sag Harbor, S-A-G Harbor, it's right below where that island is in the middle of the two splits. I see Plum Island and Gardner's Island. Yeah, yeah, real close to that. 
real okay. close to that. So Sag Harbor would be. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna point. So my mic's gonna cut for a minute. Okay, no problem. It's right in here. Oh, oh, there it is. Yeah, I see it. All right, yeah. all right. Yeah, Sag Harbor. Sag Harbor. Sag Harbor, right up there in Sag Harbor. You know, I was down there in Sag Harbor. So that it's pretty cool. The town was um, settled in 1606. Yeah. Which uh, Jamestown was settled in 1607, and okay. then the Pilgrims landed in 1620. So this is this was Dutch owned uh, way back when. Oh wow! And Look at this man. It's yeah. like an old school little. It's town. a really cool little old town. I mean, George Washington walked these streets down there. Wow! So uh, look at the history. Yeah, Holy it's, moly. it's really cool. And it was a whaling town from, uh, I think it was 1640. They started whaling. Is and that they, is whaling where you go out to the bar and pick up fat chicks? <laughs> Close. It's where you actually go. Get, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the same oil. You get the same oil. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Uh, that's awful. I apologize to all the fat ladies listening. Right. So it was cool anyway. I mean, I went up there and, uh, you know, it's in the ocean. So it was about a, a, a 15 to 20 minute ride out of where we had the boat. So you pick up your people. Six people would get in the boat. Yeah. You'd have about a 15 to 20 minute ride out to find decent water. And then you do your stuff and then you have, tw- you know, 15 to 20 minute ride back in. But the, the so, money was, oh, oh I can only imagine. We're charging so, people $400 an hour. An hour. Holy and most crap. people would book two to three hours. So it's not, you're not out in the Atlantic or anything like that. Well, you're in here in the inland. You're in a well. harbor, but I yeah, mean, yeah, that's yeah. the, all. so Gardner's Island, if you look at where Gardner's yeah, Island uh-huh. is, you go out there and there's um, sharks and sea lions everywhere, like great what? whites. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? So, so people are, are, are jumping on a wakeboard and going, ah, fuck them. Oh, there's who cares ju- about the great whites? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no, really? Yeah, the great whites are out there. I mean, they don't come all the way into where we are, but they could. So wait a minute. Okay, I'm not so stopping them. There's what no- is what is the uh, what is the I don't know trip time from Sag Harbor over here to Gardner's Island? Uh, probably about forty five minutes. Depends on the water. Depends on the water. We went to Connecticut. So if you go just north of that is Connecticut. So see see where the New Haven is? Yeah, yeah, Long Island Sound. Yeah, yeah. So we took the boat up to Connecticut and went go-karting, and that probably took us about two hours to get up there. Okay, all right. Wow, that's a really big inlet then, Yeah. that that little area right there. Two hours across, that's a long... That's a long haul You're in the the ocean. It it gets rough there, and you're... You got some problems. I love it. So where were you staying, like in Sag Harbor? Where were you staying? So there's a little beach called Haven's Beach, which is right in the corner Oh, there. I see it right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm going to go drop down and take a look at it. Yeah, and I was uh, in a... You, so you were staying yeah, in a right tent there. in the woods. You were staying in <laughs> no, a tent we're in, in the woods. No, we're in a house. It was nice. There was a house? Okay. <laughs> it's a cool area. It's actually... It looked cool. It's a really cool area. It's really funny to see this. You know, I mean, obviously you were there for the last four months, so you're probably looking at this going, oh my God, that's exactly where I was at. Or, yeah. Or maybe there's things that have changed, but but it is uh, it's really cool to kind of look at where you were at. So yeah, so yeah. yeah I don't know what those palm cool. trees doing there on the beach. Yeah, that that's weird. That must some. There was a palm a tree. Isn't that a palm tree right down there by the beach? I don't think so. I didn't see one. Oh no, no it's just a yeah yeah no, just a regular just, little yeah. oak tree or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so it was pretty bizarre. But he, so the deal was, um, so if you backtrack, when I was uh, back in June on the podcast, I was talking about possibly doing a, um, a building inspector uh, test, and I failed it twice, exactly a 69 yeah. when it takes a 70 to pass. And I tell you what, it was, I think it was meant to be, because when I got up there and got in a boat again and started coaching, yeah. oh my God, my heart was full. It's what I belong doing. Uh, 
I had a great time. It, it took it took about a week and a half. I was one of the most requested uh, coaches. Oh, I'm to, sure to go out in the boat and uh, had a great time with a lot of these families. But we had some legends up there, which was this was the most fun of the of the whole deal. So Rob Reed, who owns the the place, he and I met in '94. Um, one of the guys that has worked for him is Scott Hussey, mm-hmm. and Scott Hussey was on the pro tour with me. Uh, in the 90s, I helped him get his contract with Icon, which he rode for us for, I think it was about four or five years, had a signature board with Icon. Uh, you know, he and I haven't competed together in 20 plus years. So he was there. Austin Langston, uh, who was also a really high end wakeboarder back in the day, he had a uh, 911, a, uh, uh, he had a, uh, what else did he have for tricks? He had a uh, big, uh, he didn't have a big worm. Rob had a big worm. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm mind blocking. I'm, I'm kind of weird. It was it's a lot of weird that you know tricks. how big his worm was. That's... Yeah, it was massive. <laughs> <laughs> so Austin was there anyway, Austin Langston. And uh, we had Scott Hussey and Billy Garcia, who Billy was a high-end rider back in the day. He was probably third-generation wakeboarder and uh, competed on the pro tour. So we had all of us there hanging out, coaching all day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, the antics at night were, you didn't have much of a night. I mean, you're up at 6.30 every day, down at the meeting at 7.30. You're, you're in the ocean, so the boats are taking a pounding in the ocean. And we're trying to make sure everything's working right. And we had a mechanic full-time that we're you know, trying to make sure everything's going to work for that day and it would break down constantly because the salt water was just brutal on the boats oh i'm sure uh so it would know, would be in the boat by 8 8 30 in the morning and you'd be all day booked solid till eight at night and with a lineup of people behind like if somebody canceled you had somebody right behind that was going to fill the spot would you say that it's easier to uh wakeboard ski any other kind of water sports on uh, uh salt water I hear, let me let me uh, tell you my theory. Let okay. me tell you my theory yeah. as an as an outsider, somebody who you've uh, graciously brought into your world. Um, <laughs> there's one thing that I do know. I uh, I, I I used to scuba dive. Right. I don't know, well, I got scuba. I mean, I still scuba dive. Got scuba if, certified. Yeah, I got scuba certified. And one of the things they taught us was the uh, buoyancy of salt water is way more than yeah. fresh water. Yeah. It's so dense right. that it's a lot easier to float, and that's why you have to wear weights whenever you uh, scuba dive because. Right. Uh, depending on your body mass index, uh, you you could literally float forever in the ocean and, yeah. and nothing. Um, uh, so anyway, so that being said, it seems like that a wakeboard or whatever uh, or a skis or whatever would float so much easier on salt water. You'd, it'd be very easy to get up, yeah. very easy to stay up and all that good stuff. The difference is but it's, at the same it's time, slippery. I, well, I was going to say at the same time. If it's a very dense water, it also means that whenever you wipe out, it hurts more. It's a hard, yeah. So you don't sink as quick, right? As easy, yeah. You don't just break through yeah. the water; you hit the water I, like a concrete. When you're, when you're taken off out of the water, it's really not that much of a difference because yeah. you got a vest on in fresh water or salt water, so the drag is similar. What I see very different in salt water is the slipperiness. The salt is a little bit soapy, and it, it makes the, yeah. it makes the surface slipperier. We're in not to lake. mention the thousands of boats that I saw in oh. just the Google Maps. Well, that's I the mean, problem. You got a ton of oil slicks out there. I'm it, sure. And waves. Yeah. You got waves everywhere. Oh uh, yeah, I yeah, mean yeah. it's just constantly wavy. 
And the warmer the water gets, the more jellyfish you get. And then you got the fiddler crabs out there that when they're born, they're like these little, the kids call them sea lice. Yeah, yeah. All the kids that are locals there, they're like, oh, there's sea lice today. Well, they're fiddler crabs oh. with that one massive Yeah, sure. Crab. One, yeah. Uh-huh. And even though they're infants, that friggin' thing still pinches. So they yeah. get in your bathing suit. Oh, and, oh yeah. no, 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 no. And they're no. pinchy, pinchy. Owie, owie, owie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just really quick as a side note, uh, you know, I've been perusing the streets of uh, Sag Harbor yep. while you were talking earlier, and I was looking at uh, these chicks that were walking down the road. I was following them literally on Google Maps, yep. and I came to this guy who just happened to see it. Do you see what he's just... What's he got? He's just waving at waving. the camera. Yeah, he's, he's like literally... He's waving at the Google Maps yeah. camera. Yeah, hi. Here. <laughs> he's in his white SUV, whatever that is. That's probably Jerry Seinfeld himself it right could there. could be. Uh, waving at the camera, which I thought was hilarious because I just happened upon that photo. So that was some of the cool people that you meet up. So Jerry Seinfeld keeps his boat right where we kept our wakeboard boats. It was, nice. it was he had a slip right next to it. And his boats, plural. Yeah, he had a couple boats in there, oh, but he, wow. he, had, he had one center console that he was out all the time, and it said Jessica on it, which I imagine is his wife's name. Oh, okay. Um, oh, let's find out. But it was cool because he. Um, he, his kids were going through our camp. And again, the, the company's called Global Boarding. So his kids were signed up and going through the camp. And they were actually going out with Austin uh, when, they, when they came. But one of the days he came in and I actually got to meet him and talk to him. And uh, look at that. It is Jessica Seinfeld. Yeah, there you go. So and that's the name on the side of his boat. But good dude, you know we we shot the shit for a little bit, and and that was fun, and and then I, uh, uh, t- you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning were going through the playoffs while I was up there, and they were in the playoffs with the Islanders, so it was ironic that yeah. I'm there while the Islanders are playing right, the Tampa right, Bay right, Lightning. Right. So I'm going to the bar whenever I can because uh, we had of lost course. our cable. We I couldn't watch the, the games at the house, so I had to go back to the local bar. So I walk into the it's called the Corner Bar there, which is right by where our boats were. And I walk in, and it's all social distancing. The social distancing up there is ridiculous. Oh, I'm sure it's, it's New York. It's a hundred times yeah, stronger yeah, yeah, yeah. than down here. So when you, they did have a, a, the bar open, but they closed at 8 o'clock every night, and you'd have to sit six feet apart yeah. at the bar. So I walk in, and there's two chairs kind of close to each other, and there's a guy at the bar looking at his phone watching a hockey game. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just focus directly on the phone right away, and I'm like, what game are you watching? And he goes, oh, this is the Avalanche-Dallas game from yesterday. I said, if you know the score, don't tell me. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And I'm still watching the game, and we're talking back and forth, just talking hockey. And I look up, and I'm sitting next to Cuba Goodings Jr. Oh, wow. Holy so, crap. Yeah. So <laughs> he and I started talking hockey, and, and he's like, hey, how you doing? I'm Cuba. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I kind of recognize you. Uh, and we just shot the shit and we, we talked hockey all night. We went four hours watching the game that night. And then we had a date every time there was a hockey game and they would wow. actually kick everybody out at eight and they'd leave the bar open for just he and I, and we'd sit there and have a few more drinks and oh, watch hockey. Awesome. So, so it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know Cuba personal, personally, uh, I've had a few drinks. Sorry. I don't know him personally, but a friend of mine wrote a movie that he was the star of. It's oh, yeah. called uh, wrong turn at Tahoe. Okay. And you can find it. I think, I think it's on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, maybe Amazon Prime. Huh. But uh, but it is uh, it's a really good movie, and it's a guy that I used to do Wild West gunfight shows with. Oh, no In kidding. fact, he was my very first foreman, like trail boss is what we used to call him. Oh wow! He was the trail boss of the first Wild West show that I ever did, and uh, and he wrote Wrong Turn at Tahoe. His name was Eddie Nickerson, and huh. Eddie uh, turned out to be a giant douchebag himself. 
<laughs> but but the movies that he wrote were really really good and Cuba was the star of it so I I would love to I need to like we got to get Cuba on the podcast yeah I, I'll, I'll, I still have like his number yeah. so and that so that I did get some shit the other day that his name's Cuba well he introduced himself yeah. as Cuba oh did he yeah really so I'm so sure I have always Cuba. thought it was Cuba as well but yeah. then uh, of course Hollywood does their own thing yeah. and it's Cuba it's not yeah. Cuba or whatever yeah he so. introduced himself as Cuba well, it was funny so himself as Cuba yeah. then that's it that's the right gun. yeah we were talking quite a bit about his life and my life and history and blah 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 and we got talking about his parents one time and his mother was a singer and she actually sang with the Supremes a little bit yeah and his dad was a hell of a singer and he was talking all about his dad and you know and we had a couple drinks and I'm like oh what was your dad's name and he goes uh Cuba, Cuba, <laughs> yeah, Cuba, Cuba Gooding, because he was Cuba Gooding's junior. Uh, yeah, oh, like, wow. I didn't even catch it. I, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I was stupid. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so, have you ever seen? Oh my God, it's gonna kill me. Uh, there was a movie that he was in where he is a diver, a Navy diver. Have you seen uh -huh. this? And I want to say, I mean, was it Tommy his big Lee movies Jones? Are, you know, his big movies are no, Radio and no. uh, Jerry Maguire. Radio, and, Jerry Maguire are the big ones that people know. But those right. were like, uh, those aren't as nearly as good as it was either Medal of Honor or, um, golly, hold on. This is such a good movie, bro. You you have to watch okay, this movie. Okay, I'm down now that, um, now that I know him pretty well. Oh, man, it's such a good movie. He was a Navy diver, and it was Robert De Niro who who starred uh, alongside of him. Okay. And it is called, hold on. God, what is this called? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it. He, he, he was the first black Navy diver oh, okay. in this movie, and that was why it was such a big deal, why this movie was even made, because it was all about the first black Navy diver. And he loses his leg in an accident, and he still, he still comes out on top. Oh, wow, that's um, cool. God, was was he was like a free diver? Like a uh, no, no, you know, like a rescue diver, okay. like in the old school. This was like World War II or something like okay. that. Okay, like so like a Coast Guard times. kind of a no, no. Rescue. He was the star. Oh no, kidding! Of the movie, I mean, he right. was the star. Him and uh, and uh, uh, Robert De Niro. Okay, but he was like the first Navy diver. You know the old school like suits that you see that are all canvas and they have that giant helmet. metal helmet yeah. with yeah. the with the viewing holes on yeah. every side. It was those days, and okay. I cannot. It, it's Man, it's killing me. I cannot find it. You know the crazy thing about those old diving helmets is you couldn't blow your ears on the way down, so you'd have to press your nose against the glass right. and try to well, some blow people, your ears. Some people can just wiggle their jaw and do it. Right. What it was this damn? Men of Honor. Men of Honor. He was Chief Carl Bashir. Huh. Carl Bashir. I actually got to interview uh, Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr., and uh, asked him about this. He said it was one of his favorite movies he ever made. Oh, that's he was cool. Very, very proud of it. It's a really good. Well, movie. we'll get him on. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I've got his number, and and we, I'm sure we can get a hold of him, and we'll we'll have him on one of the episodes. And be I, fun. I would, uh, I will suck a dick if, <laughs> uh, to get Cuba to come down here and sit down here in this. I won't suck his dick. He that might let you. He likes big fat. No, women. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do it to him. White woman too. But uh, but I'll find one that I think is clean and worthy and I'll do it if I have to to get him to come in here and sit in this room so we can talk to him because right. I I'm a huge fan. Like, yeah, he was like, fine. I, He's going through that, some shit the right fact now. That you got to talk to him like kills me cuz Yeah, we hung out. You 100% don't deserve it. I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even know who you were talking to. Yeah. I would have been I like recognize him. I'd have been like holy shit, that's Cuba. Are you watching hockey? Well, that's cool. I didn't. I had no idea he was big into hockey, but he actually plays, uh, and he plays in a men's league, and he does all the all-star games all the yeah. time. 
and you can Google him doing some of that. Oh stuff man, I love cool. Cuba Gooding Jr. I think he's a hell of an actor, and I think that it's unfortunate how much. And I told him this when I got to interview him on my regular morning show. I told him I think it's unfortunate how much he's been looked over by Hollywood, because that man has he though. I mean, has oh, at one hundred percent. I mean, he's done. He won a an Oscar for Jerry Maguire, and then you barely hear from him after that. Like barely, and well, and you see little, right. you see little. I know he's an Oscar-winning actor. Yeah, and 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 where is he now? He's hanging in out a, bar. a bar with you <laughs> in a bar in Sag Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I'm sure he's a happy person, but I'm. Oh, it's I'm a good sure. dude. We had yeah. so much. We had a good time. In fact, we were there one night, and the camera was on. The bar was closed, and the uh, the um, security cameras were on. And, yeah. and there was some girl that she was pounding on the door and she had to use the bathroom. Well, she came in and she was hammered and she, yeah. she was a good looking girl. So everybody was a little worried that when she walked back outside, she was going to, but well, sure enough, she goes back outside and there's a gang kind of crowding around her. Yeah. And I go, this calls for a fake fall. Oh, and he goes, God. what do you mean? He says, can you do a good Pratt fall? I'm like, Oh yeah, like a Pratt falls down. Yeah, he goes. Well, if you do it, you got to stay down until somebody picks you up. <laughs> so I looked at the fuck. I looked at the camera, and it was pointing right outside the door. And there's a group, and she's kind of stumbly wumbly. I come out, and I and she perfectly turns and bumps into me, and I just tripped over her feet and yeah. went straight down onto the concrete. I actually cut my leg. I took it good. Oh wow! And I just laid there until like three people are trying to pick me up, and they're like, "Does he have a mask? Does he have a mask? <laughs> Is he okay?" <laughs> God. And then I made the mistake of when I walked back in the bar. Everybody's laughing. They're crying. They're laughing so hard. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to lock the door. And then a bunch of people followed me, and they saw uh, Cuba, and they started. So that was it. Like, you got to lock the door when you come back in. Oh, damn, damn, so, damn. But it was fun. It was fun. And then I had, um, there was one lesson that I had. Uh, Bethany Frankel came out with her daughter. So I had the opportunity to interview her recently. And no way. I almost did it, except for that she's, like, totally boring. Oh, she was fun. That was I mean, she in she person. Was, she might be great. She was great. Like she's was very, she? she's very um, active physically. Like she, she, she uh, had a hurt knee, and she was like, "Ah, oh, I used to ski and blah, blah blah." I talked her into it. I'm like, "Get out yeah. there!" And she actually wakeboarded and she did great. And her daughter was ten or eleven. And taught her a bunch of stuff. She learned how to do a front flip off the back of the boat. Oh, and nice. Bethany was great. She's like, man, you, you're, uh, I'd love to have you come to one of our family vacations. Well, and- see, I, well, see, that's and that's good for you. But I, I just have always looked at her. She's a hell of a businesswoman. I've I never seen much. her on TV. So, so that's the I, thing. Yeah. I, that's all I know her from. And from everything on TV, she just seems like a... And I hate to say this, and she can is welcome is to call in any time. Is she? I don't know. Yeah, but she's welcome to call in or come and, like I said, sit right over there uh, and uh, and be the third mic on the show. Yeah. Uh, but I've always seen her as a see you next Tuesday. Oh, she was fun. Was she? Yeah. And, and maybe I, I enjoyed that's the her. Thing is, you know, some people you look at whenever you watch them on on movies or TV, and you're like, oh, that guy, this guy or that girl would be so fun to hang out with. Right. Bethany Frankel was not one of them. Oh, it's too Bethany bad. Bethany Frankel came yeah. across as a person that would be a complete, like... Nope. I had no idea who she was. I've never heard of her. Everybody else and was like, was oh, great. And she was... I, so that's, because, that's it was awesome. Great. She, was she needs to show more of that in her personality. Yeah, it, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, so enjoyed that. And, uh, you know, I mean, we, we, we were slammed. Like, we were out there from... As I said, 8 in the morning. And I'm lucky if I put the boat back at 8 o'clock at night. And then you got to wash it down. But we were packed with people. And... Uh, you know, a lot of wakeboarding, a lot of water skiing, surfing, and tons of tubing. Like, everybody wanted to tube. Let me ask you this. Uh, in the four months that you were there, did you get any audio for the podcast? 
I did get some, yeah. You so, did? Yeah, we got some. The, some of the guys got some. I got some on my phone. So nice. We got little snippets that we can throw oh, in. Awesome. Yeah, we got to do that. I, I should have got more, but we were, I mean, as I said, we would get out of the boat back at nine. You know, then I was cooking because nobody, <laughs> nobody cooked. Like they were eating frozen pizzas at like midnight. And yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. went grocery shopping and I'd be cooking chicken or cooking beef stroganoff or tons of pasta. Sure. And uh, you're, you're lucky to get to bed by 1130, you know, wow. and then you're up at it again at 630. Holy moly. Every day for four months. No days off. No days off. No Even days off. Saturday and Sunday, nothing. nothing. They didn't rotate coaches, nothing. No, Saturday, Sundays were busier. Yeah. We didn't have any coaches to rotate. I mean, it was it's busier in Long Island right now than it's ever been in 20 years. Well, Every, I'm sure summertime up there is gorgeous. Well, and the and the city's closed. Yeah. Everybody's out of the city. Everybody's out of New Jersey, out of New York right. City, yeah, out yeah, of, yeah. you know, Connecticut. So everybody's down in the Hamptons. And uh, it was a fun place. Like, we, we really had a good time. And I, I definitely want to get some interviews from some of the guys about this yeah, summer. And some of this, because some funny shit went down this summer. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep that going as we move on. But I tell you what it really motivated me to do is to get the ski school going again. Yeah. So I am officially right now open for business. I, oh I my yeah, God. I'm back, brother. Nice. I am back. I, you know, I forgot, I forgot how much I need to be in a boat. You know, I tried, I, I, I've been doing the sales stuff for a long time and I'll continue. We got the Anthem boats that are just starting to get delivered, but I am going to continue to coach. So yeah, as you're listening out there, if you want to come back to Florida this winter and oh, yeah, do baby. a little work, then we're back at it. <laughs> right on. And we're going to get some more beginners going and try to rebirth the whole sport. I mean, I, I think that that's uh, important and uh, it's what I need to do to fill my soul. So, that's awesome, man. I'm I'm glad you were able to find yourself. Yeah. I think this is a good start. It's a good start. We're back. We're going to at least give you one episode a week. We'll try to give you more. I'm sure some of the interviews will get we're lengthy again. Definitely going to start doing bonus episodes again. Yeah. And we're going to post some more bonus videos as well. Yeah, we got lots of videos. We got an intern, actually. I didn't mention Opie. We nicknamed a kid up there Opie, Mark Williamson, 23 years old. Boy, he's related, believe it or not, to Andy Griffith. Nice. And I nicknamed him Opie first and then found that out. So <laughs> Opie's going to help us out a little bit. And uh, listen, it's good to be home. It's good to be back. And it's good to have this podcast up and running again. I'm sorry it took so long, but Papa had to go make some money. You so did it. You did and it. And you're back. And you I'm found back. yourself. Which yes, is sir. Awesome. Love it. <laughs> Until next time, everybody, we love you. And we'll talk to you real soon again on The Outside Edge.